Salar. <laughs> salar me salar. Okay, það er ekki. <laughs> Good try. Good try. <laughs> það er ekki til. Okay. Hvað segir gott? Bara mjög fínt en þú. Já, bara gott sko. Já. Ég var að hugsa um að byrja þetta hérna, góðan dag, góðan dag. Glöns og grín dag, það er mitt fæ. Er það ekki blessu blíðan er í dag? Nei. Er það ekki að tala um afalegið? Jú, blessu blíðan er í dag. Já, það er í miðjulegi. Nú. Held ég. Ok. Góðan dag, góðan dag, glöns og grín dag, það er mitt fæ. Hopp og hítrólóli upp og nefin nú ég sný. Það er það gamla innið, þessum nýrum, Sjórn. <laughs> um hérna tantra fyrir dæni í dag ég hafði einhvern veginn alltaf ímynda mér að þetta snýrist eingöngu um kynlíf og þetta væri bara eitthvað svona hot and steamy eitthvað svona þannig ég held að það væri uh, væri eiginlega bara svolítið svolítið sko en, en síðan runni á mig tvær grímur í dag þegar ég vissi að ég hafði rátt fyrir mér ég var eins og sleginn með blöðreið tusku já, nei ok, þetta var geggja Já, þetta var geðvegt Það var ótrúlega gaman að spjalla við eigundur Natha Yoga Center mm-hmm. Sko, við konum, það var þarna hjá uh, Bíkó í Kópóvei Ég ætla að segja kauptúni Kópóvei Kópóvei, já, alltaf um, Og þetta er svona iðnaðakverfi Já Svo var þetta Yoga Center svona í miðju iðnaðakverfi Já Og labbar þarna inn og tekur á móti er reykjelsislegt Allir veggir eru rauðir og það er svona hringstíi sem held, kemur upp Ég held að sko, hérna, stíin hafi verið rauður og veggirnir bláir eða grænir Ég þarf að veðja að veggirnir hafi verið rauður Ég skal veðja að veggirnir þúsund gall Þúsund gall? Já, okay. 500 gall 500 gall <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. En eigum við ekki bara að keira þetta hérna, Þetta vitall Áfram Jú, endilega Bara skemmtilegt viðtal coming your way. Alrighty. Alrighty, matey. I am here with Magdalena and Serafin. And we are at the Nasha... Nata. Nata. Yoga center, yeah. It's, called, it's, it's pronounced Nata. Yeah, Nata. Nasha. Nata. Okay, yeah. I, I thought just, it was Nasha. Nata. It's just Nata. Nata. Nata Yoga Center. And where does that word come from? Actually, it's a, it's a Sanskrit word. Okay. So it's coming from India and was a, a, yo, a, a group of yogis in India many, many years ago. They called themselves the Natas. It means the noble ones in Sanskrit. So oh, right. we are just using, it's not the same school, but we are using that name, not only here in Iceland, but actually in all the Scandinavian countries. This is an international yoga school, and in all of the Scandinavian countries, it's called Nata Yoga Center. Okay. And uh, what is it that you do here at the Nata Yoga Center? Well, we, we teach and practice Tantra and yoga. Tell me a little bit more about Tantra. What, what is Tantra? Um, Tantra is a whole 
universe of ideas and um, techniques that are aimed at um, growing our inner being, what we call spiritual growth or spiritual evolution. So the world we all carry inside that is the foundation for all our experiences, what we would call our personality. This is what we are trying to develop, develop in, in our school. So in, to develop your personality, to understand your consciousness? To understand what, um, uh, what the energies, well, the energies, this is what we experience as our emotions, our feelings. Um, how come um, somebody can just push my buttons and then I get angry? How come? Am I powerless to stop this or can I do something about it? You can do something about it. You can cultivate your own inner being and you can get, uh, you know, attain control over um, these different moods or energies that we carry inside. So this goes for all our inner experiences. Tantra sees all our inner experiences as a manifestation of a certain type of energy, one type or another. And this we um, interpret as moods, feelings, states, experiences. But from, uh, from the perspective of Tantra, this is just a manifestation of an inner energy inside of us. And um, Tantra is then uh, the methodology, the, the philosophy and methodology of controlling these energies, getting in control of them, understanding them, and in this way being able to choose our mood or choose our states. So, how do you want to feel today? You want to be sad or want to be happy? It's up to you. Interesting. Could you tell me a little bit about yourselves and how you came to practice Tantra? Um, I'm Icelandic. Um, I moved to Denmark in my early 20s. There I got to know a yoga school with the same name, Nata Yoga Center. Um, and I started to practice yoga and Tantra there. And uh, there I got to know Magdalena and, and we have been teaching for um, about 20 years, I suppose. So I met the school 20, 25 years ago, so I've been practicing this for about 25 years now. I'm Danish and I also met this yoga school, Nata Yoga Center, in Copenhagen. Just I was a teenager and just searching for something, trying all kinds of things, crazy things and less crazy things, just trying all kinds of things because I, was, um, I wasn't feeling very well as a teenager, confused and you know, a little depressive, <laughs> not feeling very well, just looking for all kinds of things. And then I met someone who said they practiced yoga and I didn't know anything about yoga and I came to this yoga school in, in Copenhagen and, and started to practice yoga. And I didn't know anything about Tantra at that time. I was going into a yoga class. It was yoga postures. And I felt when I left, I felt a little bit better. I'm a little bit more uplifted than I went in. So I decided to come back. And then I came back week after week and began to understand what they were talking about and understanding more about yoga. And understood then it was a tantric yoga school. And meeting Seraphim in this school, also understanding that they would also were teaching about sexuality and um, then I began to learn about Tantra in all its aspects because often we associate Tantra to something related to the couple relationship or to sexuality. Most people do that. I mean, here in Iceland, you have a, 
uh, a sex shop that's called Tantra. <laughs> and um, they don't know much about Tantra, <laughs> as far as I know, but it's often associated to that. Uh, but in the school, I began to understand Tantra is a spiritual path. It is a, a path for self-development, as Seraphim was just mentioning, that includes all aspects of us as a human being. Like you have many different spiritual paths in, in this world. Uh, they all aim at the same goal, which is to discover who we truly are as human beings, discover that divine source within our being and develop ourselves on all levels. But the, the techniques and methods that are being used are different. The path is different. And what is special about Tantra, and I really liked when I learned about it now, yeah, also 25 years ago, like Seraphim, I, I met this school, uh, is that there's nothing that is a taboo. Everything is included. So sexuality is not seen as something bad or dirty, as you see in, in many other different uh, schools where they don't want to speak about it, don't want to touch it, we're just not discussing it. Um, Tantra is, has a very different approach to all aspects of life. You can also just do what you're doing. You have your work, you have your friends and your family, and you do what you do, and you can still practice Tantra. You don't have to move away out of the city into a cave like they would do in the, in the old times in, in practicing yoga at some point. They would, in India, you know, leave the city and move to the Himalayas or whatever, into the caves to practice spirituality. Tantra is in life. We do what we do but with specific attitudes integrating all aspects of life. So, Tantra embraces all aspects of being a human being. And one of these aspects, an aspect that we wouldn't be without, we don't want to be without, is sexuality. But because we are so overtly focused on sexuality in the West, that seems to be the only thing Tantra is about. But it isn't. Maybe 5%... Max 10% of the tantric writings are about sexuality. The rest, the 90-95%, is about other aspects of being a human being. So, Tantra doesn't deny anything. It includes the sexuality, whereas many other spiritual systems um, deny it and, and, and require abstinence. Um, what is common with Tantra and other spiritual um, traditions concerning this is the recognition of the value of the sexual energy. So whereas in the ascetic version you avoid losing that sexual energy by not doing it, simply by staying away, in Tantra you do exactly the same thing by preserving the sexual energy during the sexual act. So you don't lose the sexual energy. And that for a man means that he does not ejaculate, okay. which is a different thing from orgasm. Orgasm and ejaculation are two different processes. So Tantra says, the more orgasms, the better, without ejaculation. And um, for many men, this sounds as an impossible task. So, like lifting yourselves up by your bootstraps or something, an impossibility. But when um, men investigate this area of themselves and they start to practice some of the techniques that we provide, they will see that it is not only possible, but it is 
giving them a vastly better uh, sex life or emotional life because they are preserving their energy, which means that they never experience this fall of energy, this fall of excitement as after the ejaculation where the erection disappears, all the desire to continue the lovemaking disappears, and it even gets a little bit dirty in your mind. And this is simply because that the energy that supported the act, the energy that was there, giving the excitement, the, the enthusiasm, has been lost. And now you are in a free fall, and you fall asleep most of the time. Of course, as a teenager, as a young man, most teenagers don't think it's a problem to ejaculate. They ejaculate maybe, maybe many times a day. And they have, they have so much sexual energy, as we would call it, that they feel it's endless. But if you speak to a man who is just a little bit older, already in his 20s and 30s, it's clear. He cannot ejaculate as when he was a teenager. When he gets even older, 40 and 50s, I mean, many men... They might still have some virility, but it's not the same. And already in the 50s, many men are concerned. I cannot have the erection I used to have. I, 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 there's a lot of frustration around it for many men because from a tender perspective, they are losing too much of their life force through their life. So they lose that sexual virility. And not only that, from a tender perspective, we are one unit, one energy system and if it's leaking somewhere like it is if a man is ejaculating then then he gets weak on all levels and just gets weaker and weaker if that makes sense so so it's not only that his sexual virility gets diminished as a man gets older if he is ejaculating all his life but it's also his health his power, his mental power, his emotional power, his his physical power it's all weakening when a man is losing his life force, which is the sexual energy. So that's why Tantra is saying, and not only Tantra, so Taoism is saying the same thing. Preserve the sexual power. If you don't want to conceive a child, there's no need to ejaculate. If you want to conceive a child, it makes sense. Of course, you're investing that power, that energy into a new life. But a man is not always having sex because he wants to conceive a child. He does it for the pleasure. <laughs> So then there's no need. And actually, if a man is looking for pleasure, he should consider to learn to separate the orgasm from the ejaculation. Because if he doesn't ejaculate, he has a lot more power, and he can learn to become multi-orgasmic. Yet it is a discipline. He needs to train it. And that's where many men are a little reluctant. It's easy to ejaculate. Any man can ejaculate, usually. <laughs> it's easy. But to learn how to control that learn how to become multi-orgasmic, to have whole-body orgasms, that is, that is a discipline and art in Tantra. But that discipline is, like so many other things, um, it is only difficult in the beginning. So when you have learned it, when you have learned to keep the balance on your bicycle, it's no longer difficult. You just need that awareness on your bicycle. So then you can enjoy the view, you can talk to the person next to you, you can listen to music, you can do all kinds of things, while at the same time keeping the balance on the bicycle. But if you fall asleep, then you fall. You need that awareness, you need to be conscious. And the same is true in, um, in tantric lovemaking. 
that needs uh, in the beginning it is uh, you might even say a sacrifice in the beginning for a man because he has to say bye bye to his usual orgasm and only later experience um, what we would call tantric or dry orgasms orgasms that are not accompanied with ejaculation but instead well there is no natural stop to his lovemaking he can make love forever well he will need to eat and go to work or sleep every now and then but but apart from that there is no natural end and um, it is it is of a, a, an enormous value for a, a normal man for a normal healthy man to be able to satisfy his woman gives self confidence and and well-being for the man and and you might say that the end from my perspective is much more natural because instead of an end in lovemaking is because you cannot continue <laughs> the man lost the erection and it's not possible to continue then it's a little bit like you're having a very good meal and you are you're just full and you're satisfied but you're full of energy and you feel amazing i mean we don't eat until we start throwing up right we eat until we're full and actually from a tantric perspective it's the same with making love you make love and you're fulfilled on all levels there's no need to drain the energy through ejaculation. And for the feminine aspects, it's the explosive orgasm. Women can have explosive orgasms and they can have implosive orgasms. When a woman has an implosive orgasm, she does not lose energy. But if she explodes, she would lose energy, which is not the same as the ejaculation for a man. Even if a woman is squirting, it is not the same energy as in the ejaculation. So what is equivalent in women is the menstrual flow. When a woman is menstruating, she's losing her life force. So it's a little bit different for women in this way. A woman in Tantra is working on diminishing the menstrual flow and simply to stop the menstruation. This does not mean she's not fertile. She is. She's still ovulating every month. The difference is she's not losing the blood and the secretions outside of her body. It's reabsorbed by the body. And this way she's maintaining or, or yeah, keeping her life force, her energy and her being. And this is the foundation of Tantra, is to preserve this life force, the sexual energy, which is the most powerful energy within our being, preserving it and guiding it in order to awaken ourselves on all levels and, of course, ultimately discover our true essence. This is the tantric, yeah, the tantric technique. So uh, these techniques, you teach them here. Uh, you have classes to teach all of those techniques for both couples and individuals. Yes, we have uh, classes in yoga, which teaches the traditional yogic path. Um, it is not ascetic. We are, it's still a tantric yogic path. So we will teach about what we call sexual continence, which is this way of making love where you are um, not losing your energy. Um, then we have the tantra class, which is a more direct approach. It is more, let me say, intense. It means that we require more of the student. There's homework you have to perform, and, and it's more more information is, is thrown at you at a in a shorter time. So you have to be on in order to follow. Uh, but on the other hand, the the um, 
results also come faster. These are our two main classes. Then we have taken out um, this, what we have very, very briefly and superficially explained here about sexual continence, about the tantric lovemaking, and what turns towards the um, couple re relationship. So what can a man and a woman do together in a relationship to um, make their lovemaking and the relationship better? And this is a course that we call Sacred Sexuality. That is a normal 12-week course where we, you show up for three months, once a week, and we have, it's, it's a, like a lecture, in a lecture form, with a few exercises. Like you said, it's mostly talking and listening, but are there also like practical exercises, or how do the classes... Um, we have some exercises that are meditative, mostly, there is there is no dirty things happening in the class. I mean, all the erotic techniques are homework. So the techniques we do like on sacred sexuality are, are fully dressed. And it's like different techniques, fully dressed, like I said, that can be done like meditative techniques, like sort of saying, or simple techniques. Like we would speak about how to... We we'll speak about the energy centers, for instance. Then we might do a, a meditation with the music in order to feel into these energy centers. Then at home, the more erotic techniques that are done alone or with a partner, we give on paper, and then they are done at home. Then, of course, we talk about them, but we don't practice them together. In the ongoing classes, the yoga and tantra, it is yoga. It is hatha yoga that we are doing. Uh, hatha yoga, the yoga of postures, is actually coming from the tantric path. So we practice it in a traditional way of practicing postures, feeling the flow of energy and the chakra awakening within each posture. And in each class there are written material. So you learn, you have the principles and ideas on paper and you have the techniques on paper also so you can practice it at home. So, uh, on, like Magdalena says, on the, the uh, yoga and tantra classes, we are teaching these traditional yoga techniques, both in the class, we are practicing, uh, practicing them together in the class, but also they are homework on the Tantra class. So on the, on the Tantra class, you, you are supposed to practice at home these techniques. Um, in the sacred sexuality and, and also in both the other classes, you will also get techniques that are more uh, personal, intimate, lovemaking exercises that is it's up to each one of us or each one of the pupils to 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 practice them at home or not as he or she wants um, but we um, in in the sacred sexuality you will get a lot of um, exercises for the bedroom but they are meant to be performed uh, at home so either alone right. and, and mostly in the beginning we give exercises that you should do alone because first you need to get to know yourself and then only later you do it with a partner. And that partner has to be a, a loving partner. I mean, the foundation of Tantra is love. You cannot practice Tantra with someone you do not love because it's not only a, a technical thing. It, the heart needs to be present and not only the heart, also there needs to be mutual attraction between the two. So these two things are fundamental. Otherwise, even if you would practice a tantric technique, it's still not tantra because there needs to be mutual attraction and mutual love. So you said that, you know, the specific techniques that adhere to 
male embrace a masculinity, but it also helps them to ejaculate without, sorry, to have an orgasm without ejaculating. And for women, there's an um, inward and outward flow. You have three different classes, mainly, right? Tantra for women, Tantra for men, and then sexual. No, the, uh, the main classes are the uh, yoga class, what we call esoteric yoga and esoteric tantra. Esoteric because it's um, with that word we are pointing at, we are going behind the um, appearances, you might say. So we are open, opening the bonnet of the car. We are looking into the engine somehow. Like secrets. Well, yeah, secrets. They, so revealing a, the secrets that are under yeah. the, the hood of the it, car. It is a little bit like going backstage in a theater to see all the magic, how the magic is done. So, and, and that is why we use the word esoteric. Um, but it is... Um, uh, these two classes are, are our main classes or our flagship, you can say. And as I said about sacred sexuality, that is a course that only contains the sexual and, and relationship aspects of Tantra. And then these two classes that you mentioned, Tantra for men and Tantra for women, these are more like support classes that are supporting men and women specifically for the Tantra and yoga classes. So um, you can be a part of these groups without being a part of the other classes, but it really doesn't make a meaning for you because everybody will be talking about something that you are not privy with, you haven't heard, because you're not in the class. And actually this group started in Denmark many years ago because we were learning so many different techniques in the Tantra and the yoga classes. And uh, like, for instance, as women, we would learn about fertility and menstruation. And then, okay, how, how to work with that? I mean, how to release all those tensions and mood swings we might have uh, as a PMS? Um, how to diminish the flow, to lose that energy? And then we would meet women together in groups to talk about that. And that actually was the beginning of Tantra for Women which was also called Shakti Group. So we're just meeting, going deeper into specific talk, topics related to femininity, seeing it from the feminine perspective. And then because it became quite popular, then it became a little bit like a course in itself. So it is possible to join without being on our main courses. Yet still, it is, like Serafim is saying, it is, it is secondary. In the Tantra for Women, we meet only every second week, where our normal courses are every week. And, and in these groups, we are only focusing on aspects uh, relating to that gender, to either men or women. So for men, obviously, there's a big issue with continence to be able to, to re retain the, the semen during lovemaking. Mm -hmm. And how to do this? There's a whole like, study where women might be a little bit tired listening to that because it doesn't really affect them. Well, it affects them when they're making love, but not they don't need to um, uh, practice like men. And on the other hand, there are women issues that men might get tired of listening to because it's not their issue. So separating these two groups, it also helps uh, people to open up because sometimes there's a little shyness between the genders talking about intimate things, so it helps in many ways. How do tantric uh, practices address sort of, it's, the sexes are really clear, we have female and we have male, but what about genders that do not characterize as either male or female? How does, for example, tantra, do they have specific practices that uh, 
address LGBTQ? Or? Tantra was created many hundreds of years ago before we became so politically correct. So unfortunately, Tantra is really incorrect in this manner. As a human being, you contain both. Maybe you're born a woman, but of course you contain masculinity as a woman. And maybe you're born a man with a male body, but of course you contain feminine, femininity as well. If you're familiar with uh, Jung's theory of, uh, uh, of, of uh, animus and anima, yeah, the, the inner man and the inner woman, the inner woman of man and the inner man of women, so, well, that talks about the human being as the complete thing. And um, the way we can think of it is like um, a, a human being is both is both genders. But then when you get born, there's a toss of coin, and one side of the coin turns up. The other coin, the other side of the coin is still there. Remember that it's just hidden. It's down. And in the same way, one gender is explicit in the human being, and the other is implicit. And for a man. Uh, of course, a, a man, a heterosexual man, would his job would be to um, manifest his physical gender outwardly while cultivating his inner gender inside so that he can grow as a full human being. Everyone in Tandra is learning to clarify their own, these two polarities within their own being, to clarify what is masculine and what is feminine. Because when it's really clarified and crystallized, it creates power within our being. When it's not, and it's hazy, and it's foggy, and then actually we become weak as human beings. When it's out of balance, as we would call it, then we're not very powerful. But when we clarify it more, and even develop it more, we become very powerful as human beings. So it is a very important aspect of Tantra, definitely. And no matter how we would identify ourselves, we speak about still two genders that we consist of yeah <laughs> and various like versions of it of that we have maleness and femaleness and then we have a different types of mixture of these two tantra is about freedom so we are we we support people's freedom of of exploring themselves and manifesting themselves in the way that they find is is correct but so i, I do, i'm getting this right you understand gender as a, it's not something that defines you, but you have the power, and y throughout the classes, you acquire the power to sort of define gender in your own way. And you, it doesn't, it's not something that defines you. We should have the freedom to choose for ourselves. But that does not mean that I would choose everybody else's path. I have chosen a path, and, and I chose choose that path because I feel that is the right path for me. I just wanted to ask you, uh if you could give us like an example of an exercise for people that they go home with to practice before they come back again and... Yeah, I can give you an exercise that your listeners can practice. It's, it's not something that is secret. It's actually very beneficial and it is quite known. But nevertheless, there are not so many people that do it. Um, these are the pelvic floor exercises we in english they are called kegels or grinterpots eivinger and practicing these contractions of the muscles around your genitals um, 
doing it as a as a, a daily thing, something that you do every day. Uh, when I started practicing this in in Denmark, I made a rule. I, I taught myself every time I rode my bicycle, I would use these muscles. Since we don't bike so much in Iceland, I can suggest another even more potent way, and that is to do teach yourself to do these exercises every time you handle your telephone, and you are sure to make a practice a lot every day, because we use our telephone a lot. Um, so the the simplicity of it is contract these muscles and relax them, contract and relax several hundred times every day. For a man, this gives him powerful erections, erections that really stay, and it also helps him to feel, to sense his sexual energies and to control them, to direct and guide them. For women, it has even further results or, or greater results. On, Of course, they don't have hard erections, but they're it also tones their genital organs. And first of all, just connecting, you connect to your own body, of course, when you contract the muscles, and you connect to your own vagina if you contract the muscles of the vagina. So not only is it easier to give birth, of course, that's one aspect, but also you awaken your own erotic energy, your own sensual energy by simply contracting, grounding you, connecting you to your own body, your own femininity. And actually, it's a very easy way to become multi-orgasmic, to have orgasms. I mean, when you really control the pelvic floor, your sexual muscles, you can have an orgasm without touching yourself or without being touched. That's the, the power of these muscles. I mean, think about it. We use them to give birth. They are really, really powerful. But they can awaken such pleasure within you that you can have orgasmic states by simply contracting them, fully dressed, all you do is contracting <laughs> these muscles. So when we contract these muscles forcefully, we might feel that there is a little like a shiver going up our spine, starting at the bottom of the spine, and maybe tickling a little bit up our spine. Help this with your mind. Feel it. Feel this shiver and help it to rise up your spine with your mind. Like push it with your mind. And then contract again, feel another shiva, and do the same. You want this shiva to uh, rise in your body. This shiva is a manifestation of an energy inside of you. And while it rises like this, you are refining that energy. That energy stops being uh, sexual energy and starts being related to other aspects of your being. Especially if you are full of sexual thoughts and, and sexuality, this is a very good idea to like relieve this a little bit. It's like you're circulating the sexual energy in your whole being. And when we start, when this has become a practice, and, and this is one of the practices that we do, and, and uh, together with other exercises that draw the sexual energy inside the being, inside the body, uh, when that starts to become a um, more or less autonomous thing that works on itself, we begin to have like orgasmic states in the everyday experience. So, because we have become so filled with this energy, which is the sexual energy, that is that you just being alone for a while, just seeing beautiful nature, just 
sensing sensing the touch of somebody you love or or the the kindness of a stranger it might give you a feeling of ecstasy for a moment how wonderful it is to be alive is there any particular age that uh, goes to your workshops this appeals to all age groups if you are at all having this one prerequisite there's one necessity and that is the interest of transforming yourself being curious about yourself and being interested in transforming yourself and if you have that bug or that bacteria then this school is something for you but if you don't have that then we might not be so interesting for interesting to you yeah we we see many many different people people of different ages we see the the couples that have been together for quite a long time that would like to you know get more knowledge about how to keep their couple relationship alive keep the passion alive keep the love alive and and simply as give a spark to their sexual life we also see the young couple who really wants to do something special for their couple relationship and then we see the singles or or that might not be in a couple relationship that either they come for the yoga because they have different physical problems or actually more we see people that have a spiritual interest because we are not this kind of gymnastic yoga that you see in many places where it's more fitness we are much more focused on the spiritual development. So many come here because they might have learned a little yoga other places and then they know, okay, if I really want to learn it in depth, it's not a yoga center. <laughs> they're serious about what they're doing. And you see the people that just want to discover their own sexuality. They might have had traumatic experiences in the past. They want to learn more and how to release these different traumas. So we see actually, we see all ages, usually people are in their 20s when they come here, the earliest, <laughs> but, uh, but otherwise up to, yeah, we have had couples that are in the 70s also that have been together their whole lives and like very curious about Tantra, what can that do for us and our relationship? So you see all ages coming. There is a, there is a maturity of younger people and, and it is due to the fact um, I think at least that uh, younger people are more open simply they are they are more open to new ideas they are gathering new ideas and, and therefore if they find something that that rings their bell they are in for it they are they they want to learn and not so afraid to come here because that's also what we see that many are very curious and contacting us but they don't want to come in a group session they don't really want to be seen so they ask for private lessons and which are of course also is a possibility but i think young people are a little bit more courageous and daring to come and and openly learn about themselves and sexuality do you feel like it's like uh, less of a taboo today than it was like five or ten years ago for people to come to Definitely. tantra Definitely, yes. Uh, I think, uh, now, I wouldn't take all the credit myself to us, but we have been here for 10 years, and when we came for the first time uh, in the beginning, it was very difficult. Just to start the sacred sexuality was almost impossible, because people didn't want to be seen going on a sex course. Learning about sexuality, I know this. 
what what we saw was often the the partner that was from abroad of course living in Iceland the Icelandic partner was at home staying at home refusing to come on the course and they would come alone saying I want to learn and I will bring the papers home to my husband or my wife but they don't want they don't want to come and today is very different we see Icelanders coming and couples and alone and and daring to to come and and be here <laughs> so and, yes i think there has been a change and i think uh, icelanders are open opening up becoming more free concerning their their sexuality and i think that is a very very good move so how many people do you think uh, come here uh, to take a course like on a week basis or something we have about uh, a regular uh, it's a little bit different during the year but it was somewhere between 50 and 100 come here oh wow yeah so like we have those only three months courses, so we might have a full course there, and then that's then there will be a break where there are less people coming. So, uh, but usually our, our courses are, I mean, it's not so big. It might be a maximum twenty people in one class, but often it can be like ten, fifteen in one class. So it's not it's not huge classes. Sometimes they're even a little bit smaller. So, um, like Magdalena pointed out, uh, we are not teaching the type of yoga you learn in world class. This is gymnastics. And gymnastics are good. They are fine. There's nothing wrong with gymnastics. The only thing is that they are not yoga. Yoga is not gymnastics. Yoga is a, a whole series of techniques aimed at changing the consciousness of the human being. Not aimed at changing the body, but the consciousness. And the idea is to harmonize the consciousness, make the human being more balanced, more at ease, more resting in him or herself. And in order to achieve this, um, balancing all aspects of our being is beneficial, amongst others balancing the body. So that is a step in transforming your own consciousness and not the goal. I just wanted to share a little bit what I have received uh, from this school, having been practicing this tantra yoga in this school now for yeah for 25 years or even 28 years I believe now we we met we said when I came to the school in Copenhagen the same year but we didn't know each other so we were six months apart Sylvia started first and then I started six months later in a class in 1992 so yeah it is 28 years now <laughs> and. Um, as I already mentioned, I was a teenager. I was a little, didn't, little confused and not feeling so good about myself. Um, and then gradually learning uh, tantra yoga and the, the sexual aspect of tantra, I feel that it really it connected me to myself. I, I, I learned about me as a human being and as a woman with, of course, masculine qualities and awakened my being on all levels. Um, so when I started to practice the tantric sexuality, at that moment I I didn't have orgasms when I made love to a man. I could have orgasms alone, but I felt it was not that pleasurable. I was not so impressed, honestly. But when I understood the tantric way of making love, which is based on love, based on not forcing anything, you are together enjoying each other because you love each other and you're, you're attracted to each other but you're not forced it, nothing is forced you're not um, in, what I'm trying to say is that it's it's a natural flow that happens between two people that love each other and it's allowed to unfold in its natural way and 
if you can imagine such a setting, which of course most people have when they're in love with each other and they, and they understand a little bit about sexuality, that, that is the natural way. But often nowadays, everything is so forced. Often, like think about sexuality, the man is focused on his ejaculation, on this orgasm, on this peak, instead of being in the present moment. The woman is uh, in her mind thinking about all the practical things, maybe not able to enjoy it. Again, she's not in the present moment. And what Tantra teaches is to be in the present moment and allowing that to unfold, not forcing it in a specific direction. And when that happens, your being is allowed to blossom in love and in pleasure. And what I felt is that Orgasm starts to appear in the whole body. I became multi-orgasmic. <laughs> I allowed the energy to flow in my whole body and healing myself through this love and all that pleasure. And of course, with the, all the yoga postures that really allowed me to connect to myself and harmonizing myself. So this is definitely is, has been my path and still is. And that's why, of course, we are sitting here. We're teaching it every week to those that want to learn. Because for us, it's been so transforming. And I know that for many people that would dare to look at their own sexuality and integrate in a harmonious way, it will be powerfully transforming for them also. And so that's why we're here. And you can hear from what Magdalena uh, says, or what she talks about, that uh, all of this like freedom, the sexual freedom that appears, appears on the background of each one of us, or us practicing this, we face our inhibitions and do something about it. We do something about our inhibitions. We, we face them, acknowledge that they are there, look at them in the beginning, and with different methods we, we remove them so that we stop having preconceptions and forced behavior concerning our lovemaking. But we can be together to loving partners and the only urge that is there is that I want to give you something. I want to give you me. I want to give you pleasure. I want to give you something. And you recognize this if you have ever fallen in love. Then you recognize this is exactly the state that you have towards your partner when you are deeply in love. You don't ask to get anything. You ask, what can I do for you? And when that is the idea or the attitude of both partners, then you have a wonderful relationship. And you can see it's, it's also becomes a, a spiritual practice where you are together enjoying these blissful orgasmic states, which goes way beyond pleasure, actually. It becomes spiritual ecstasy. So that's why it's said that Tantra is the fastest spiritual path nowadays. Because it's not, it doesn't use dry methods where you're supposed to sit and meditate for hours and hours. You, you also do that. But actually you're engaging your sensual and erotic energy. So it becomes really juicy and powerful. Of course you can practice Tantra without making love. Without having sex. That is possible. You can still engage that erotic energy in everything you do. And actually we are doing that. When you are passionate about something whether it's a project, whatever it's about, that is actually your life force, your erotic energy that is at work there. Even if you're not feeling aroused, it's still lying at the foundation of your being and fueling everything that you're doing. That's why the more erotic and sexual power you have, the more you'll be successful in whatever you're doing, even if you never wanted to make love. That's your personal choice.
But most people nowadays, of course, would like to have a, an erotic relationship and, and be active in an erotic way, which we also would um, encourage. Because when we are intimate with someone in this loving, erotic way, it really awakens even more love and awakens pleasure that is very healing for the whole body and being and soul and mind. And you can already hear, I, I know Magdalena underlined it before, that uh, sexuality and love always go together. I mean, sexuality is never unattended by love in Tantra. If there is no love there, then you cannot call it Tantra. Sex without love, that is what the animals do in the field. We are more than animals, and therefore we include our heart when we engage in lovemaking. But that will also teach us that our heart is really big, and it can contain the entire world, actually. I just want to mention, related to our courses, that if someone was curious to come and try our courses, on our main Tantra and Yoga courses, it's always possible to come and have a free trial lesson. So just to come and you know meet us and see the group and, and just, yeah, experience it yeah, in can, one session as a free trial lesson. They can drop in whenever. They just have to show up. First time you come is free. No questions asked, no obligations. So you just come, find out who we are, what is being taught, and then you decide if you want to be a part of it afterwards. Our sacred sexuality course, which is only these 12 times, three months, so it's once a week, for 12 weeks, that only begins two times a year. So it's not possible to come any time to have a free trial lesson. And actually we have a free introduction now, 29th of September at 8 o'clock in the evening. So it starts now, and then it will begin in January, February, we'll start again. So in the autumn and then in the beginning of the year, we start this course. So you can drop in for that class also? Uh, you can drop in for the yoga and for the tantra. The sacred sexuality has a specific uh, free um, yeah. trial lesson. But for yoga classes and the tantra classes, you just drop in whenever. Okay. When they are on, of course. So, so. it's uh, like group classes? Yes. Yes, okay. So it's like a maximum 15, 20 people in... Mm, approximately, or, yeah. 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 Even our big hall could contain a few more, but usually it's like that. Yeah. Like 10, 15, 20 people in okay. a class. I think many people think of Tantra as like... have like a misconception about Tantra. So I think it's good for people to like have that uh, option to come in for a drop-in to try and see what it's all about. And you will see exactly in, in our ongoing Tantra class, which is right now it's on Wednesdays 5.30, where it would be possible to come and have a free trial lesson. You'll see we might not at all speak about sensuality or sexuality at all, because this class is about all aspects of Tantra. So now we, we have had a few times where we meet and we talk about the basic principles of Tantra and then we'll start the journey through the chakras, the energy centers, study each level of our being and of course we have the level of sexuality and we'll talk about sexuality but otherwise we'll talk about all other aspects of us being human. So uh, that's why we have created this sacred sexuality class because some say I don't want to hear about all the other things I just want to learn about sexuality and then we created this shorter course so if you don't want to hear all the other things then you come and we are focused on the sexual aspect of Tantra and the couple relationship I know it's a little bit funny when we say that Tantra is about the entire human being 
and then we end up talking about sexuality when we talk about Tantra. But this is what people are interested in listening about, so or listening to. So we are talking about that which is talkable. talkable. And also because it is the it is the foundation of tantra. If you do not learn to become sexually continent to preserve your sexual energy, your life force, then we can't really talk about tantra. It is really the the foundation of it. I have one question that I'm uh, really excited to ask. What, what about both female and male masturbation? What are the typical like hints or tips that you give? masturbation how are they supposed to enhance get to know themselves better tantra recommends masturbation as a training thing so while you are learning about yourself then masturbation is a very powerful tool uh, and should be used as such uh, but when you get to master what you are trying to do then tantra would recommend love making instead So, do it, uh, you know, mixing your energies with another person is vastly greater than only making use with your, of your own energies, being alone. When there's another person, then the, the experience goes up many levels. It's, it's not the same thing. It's a different ballgame. So and and the energy is increased. So while while tantra does not forbid or or frown upon masturbation, it sees it as a specific tool in specific situations. And the attitude is actually the same as if you would make love to someone you you love. When you make love to yourself, it is self-love. It is self-pleasure. It is with an attitude of worship of yourself as a goddess, as a human being. So you are enjoying yourself, worshiping yourself as a goddess. Or as a man, of course, he would be seeing himself as a god and, and simply worshiping himself in that way. But like Seraphim is saying, of course, when you are with someone you love, you are worshiping them. And of course, it amplifies love so much more and amplifies the pleasure so much more. Because suddenly there's this polar interaction in the couple that really amplifies everything. So we use it as a step. Um, and of course, where there appears when we might not be in a corporate relationship, then again, of course, we still make love with ourselves, but with this attitude of really of adoring ourselves. If you have to choose between masturbation and making love, you would always choose making love. <laughs> but of course, if you're alone, mm, yeah, we can't keep our hands away sometimes. Well, that's a good last word, I think, to uh, end on. Thank you both so much for being willing to talk to us. It's Thank been you. really enlightening. You're welcome. Very, very fruitful information. And um, where can people find you? So we live in Smidjuvegur 4B. And the entrance is from uh, Skemmevegur. So you go into Skemmevegur and into the parking uh, parking lot of Stjörnublik and then all the way to the end and then you will find us yeah, it, can be, it can be useful to check the map on yao.me's to, <laughs> yeah, to see where difficult we're located to, we can be difficult okay. to find because uh, we're a little hidden uh, uh, like many people know this area here with Skemmevegur, Smidjevegur this is a whole mess, nobody can find anything in this area so you have to be a native to or, or know the area well to, to yeah. know where things are 
but of course we we can always be contacted on nata at nata.is perfect and, or call us i mean 8570113 is also always possible to call us wonderful thank you again so much thank yeah, you thank you for coming and being interested in listening to us. our pleasure